praise. Amen. Let's give the master a hand clap of praise. We are excited about God's word this morning. Uh, we believe in everything is going to go well. Um, we've, we've been um, <clears throat> under some some attacks here, trying to keep the world broadcast from going forth. But nevertheless, we know that God is mightier, God is stronger, and there's nothing that the adversary can do that can stop God's word. Amen. Amen. I, uh, before I go into a message this morning, I do want to share a dream that I had a uh, uh, night before last. It was just terrifying um, while I was, uh, I was asleep. However, I was unable to come up out of my sleep. It was like I was paralyzed, and I wasn't able to move. And I struggled, and I could hear myself groaning and moaning, trying to come up out of the dream. And then after that, uh, what happened was uh, there was someone that said that there was a, a snake, a big snake under this bench. And when they came out, uh, it happened so that uh, they beat the snake when they moved the bench, and they, they, they beat the snake in the head, and uh, and it was a huge snake. So when I came out, when I came out, um, and I looked, and I thought that the snake was dead. But what happened, the snake, all of a sudden, it, it began to move, and it what it did was it, lur- it lurched at me is, is what happened. It, it lurched at me. So we want to um, uh, ask that you pray because I do know that we are under attack and, um, and even I myself are under attack. And I, it has everything to do with the Word of God. It has everything to do with the Word of God. And so because of that, we refuse to allow the enemy to try to overpower us because that's what he's trying to do. That's what he's trying to do. Because we preach an end-time word. When we are not preaching about go get your stuff, uh, how much money you can have in the bank, in the bank and all that, what, we're, what God is wanting us to deliver to not only the body of Christ, but also to those that are outside of, of, of God, outside of Christ, so that they would know that time is not long. And because time is not long and we are living in the end days, then we need to make sure we get right with God. And we get an amen on that. We need to make sure we get right with God. So we're going to uh, part two of so- the sounding of the trumpet. We want to go to part two of the sounding of the trumpet. Now, you're going to have to use your, your phones. Uh, you'll have to use your Bible. Uh, we, we have the scriptures, but uh, apparently they're not going to be uh, posted. So, But you can follow along with me. Amen. Then that, that helps us know where the, where the books are in the Bible. Amen. And if you've got a cell phone, it makes it that much easier for us. So this is part two, part two of the sounding of the trumpet. This is part two of the sounding of the trumpet. All right. Now, we're going to begin in chapter number 8 of, of the book of Revelations. We're going to begin uh, chapter 8 in the book of Revelation, Revelations. Now, we did the first two tr- sounding of the trumpets uh, last week. Now, today, what we're going to do, we're going to start with the third angel that sounds or that sounds the trumpet. Now, which means it will begin in 
verse number 10. We're talking about the sounding of the trumpets, and this is part two. Now, verse number 10 in Revelation chapter 8, and you're going to have to walk with me, with me on this. It says, And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it was a lamp. And it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. And then verse 11 says, And the name of the star is called Wormwood. And the third part of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. Now, we're going to dissect verse number 10. We're going to dissect number 10. There's some things uh, I want us to see. Uh, when it talks about when the third angel sounded, when he's sounding the trumpet, <clears throat> he's sounding the alarm. Now, it says that there fell not just an ordinary star, but a great star from heaven. But here's something that we need to note. It says, burning as it were a lamp. Burning as it were a lamp. In other words, it wasn't the real thing. Because when you look at the word as, that does, it, that does not say that that's what it actually is. And it says as, uh, it, as if it was a lamp. All right. Now, then it also talks about where it, where it falls. It, it, it rested. Okay. Now, that, look at that word upon. Now, that word upon means to rest. It rested on the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of water. And when you look at the fountains of water and rivers, you'll come to the understanding that it rested upon what is essential for life. Now, it was burning as it was burning as it was a lamp. It was burning. It was burning as it was a lamp. We're in the book of Revelations, chapter number 8. We're in the book of Revelations, chapter number 8. All right? It talks about how it was burning as it was a lamp. Now, a lamp should be giving light, okay? Now, the Word of God says the Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light into our path. Now, I want to show you something because it is saying that this that's fallen, this great star, it is, it is, is, is more than what we think it is. It is, it is a spirit of deception that's going to come, and I will show you, I'll show you why. But in the meantime, I want us to go and keep your place in the book of Revelation. I want us to go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 11, 2 Corinthians chapter number 11, 2 Corinthians chapter number 11, because we want to deal with this, this lamp, this, this star that was burning as, all right? Now, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter number 11, all right? Now, we're going to look at verse number 14. We're going to look at verse number 14, 2 Corinthians chapter number 11. 
and we're going to look at verse number 14. It says, And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into a what? An angel of what? Light. So this lets us know this is not God here. Because he, Satan is he's able to transform himself into an angel of light. And then it says in verse 15, Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Do we not know Satan got ministers too? <laughs> but he can transform himself as an angel of light. He can transform himself. All right? So now let's continue to see what's going on. Because you remember we read verse number 11 in Revelations chapter number 8. And it gives the star name. And the name that was given was called Wormwood. And then it talks about how the third part of the waters became Wormwood. So whatever it touched... It made it become as it was. We understand that. It made it to become as it was. It, it, it said the star was named Wormwood, but it falls, it falls on a third, not the fullness of it, fall on a third part of the waters. And then it talks about how it became. It wasn't, see, the Wormwood, that it, that what it fell upon, it wasn't it in the beginning. It said it became. And then it says, and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. Now, the word wormwood in the Greek means bitter. It means bitter. So you have to understand what is it are they actually talking about that can cause whatever it touched to change. And it brings about bitterness. In these end times, what we're going to find and what we're going to discover is that there will be a, that spirit of deception that will bring forth false doctrine. And if we take in false doctrine, it will poison us. And it will cause us to literally die spiritually. Amen. So, so we have to understand that, that in these last days, in these last days, we have to be careful who we allow to speak into us and make sure what's being said is actually in the Word of God, and you get an understanding. Because everybody cannot rightfully divide the Scripture. Amen? I heard something this week very interesting, and I'm going to pin right there because then we're going to go to the book of Jeremiah. I heard something very interesting. That was something on uh, TBN. And Dr. Phil, I'm sure most of you are acquainted with who Dr. Phil is. He was talking about everything that was going on in the world today, especially the things that we've been seeing, things that we've been observing in the war. And so he said he decided to hire some people to do some investigation. And some of the things that he witnessed and what was brought back to him, that some of the stuff that we're seeing is fake. Everything is not fake, but there are some things that are not real, okay? So we have to be careful what we take in because Satan is at a point where he wants to deceive us, especially since it is in the end times, all right? Now, let's go to the book of Jeremiah. 
Let's go to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter number 23. Going to the book of Jeremiah. Just want to slowly teach this thing and hopefully we'll get it. Amen. Because we're talking about the sounding of the trumpet. This is part two. This is an alarm. We, we have to sound the alarm because it is the end time. We're there. Amen. Now, in Jeremiah chapter number 23, and we're going to read verse number uh, 15. Verse number 15. Verse 15 says this. It says, Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts concerning the prophets, Behold, I will feed them with wormwood. Interesting. Behold, I will feed them with wormwood and make them drink the water of God. For from the prophets of Jerusalem is profaneness gone forth into all the land. Now, you know that the prophets, you know, that they begin to declare and they decree things. But God had a problem with them, all right? Now, let's look now at Jeremiah chapter number 9, and let's see what is it about what was being taught that God had a problem with and why, okay? Now, Jeremiah chapter number 9, Jeremiah chapter number 9, and we're going to read verse number 15 because we're talking about this wormwood. we got to be careful what we take in, all right, because it will bring about bitterness because in these last days, uh, people are not, wa- are not going to want to hear the gospel. They're not want, they, they do not want to hear the gospel. They don't think it's real. They, don't think, they think that they got enough time to do whatever they want to do. But God is saying something different. We are too close. Satan's time is not long is what the Bible says in the book of Revelation. His time is short. So he has to do whatever he has to do. All right? Now, Revelation chapter number 9, and we're looking at verse number 15 in the beginning. Verse number 15 in Jeremiah chapter number 9. It says, Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will feed them, talking about the prophets, wormwood, even this people with wormwood, and give them water of gall to drink. Well, why is that? Why is that going to happen? What reason would that bitterness come forth? That means we got to look at verse number 13 in Jeremiah chapter number 9. Now, when we look at verse number 13, it says this, And the Lord said, Because they have forsaken my law. Hmm. They have forsaken my law, which I set before them, and have not obeyed my voice, neither walked therein. So the reason why God is going to do what he's going to do, it is because we have people, and even when it comes down to the body of Christ, we have forsaken uh, the word of God. We have forsaken the law. And, and it's not that we don't know right from wrong. I think last week we talked about how when it comes down to a baby, you know, you, you know, when a baby goes to get ready to do something he, he ought not to do, if you pop him that one time, he knows the next time to look back to make sure to make sure that you're not watching, or if you're watching, he will not do it. 
so what's happening now in these end times, we have forsaken the word of God and have not obeyed the voice of God. And just think about how many times have God spoken to us and we have not heeded to what he said. I'm a realist. I'm not a liar. (laughs) I'm a realist. God has spoken to all of us at one time in our lives, and we have not obeyed his voice. Because, see, God's word is written on the table of our heart. That's what the Bible says. And anytime we go outside of his will, the Holy Spirit will let us know there's an unction that will let us know, no, this is right and this is wrong. And I don't want you to do this. That's how God speaks to us. All right? Now, they had not obeyed his voice, nor had they had kept his commandments, and they had forsaken it. In this day and time, you know, it's like it doesn't matter whether I do or whether I don't, whether I'm saved or whether I'm unsaved. It doesn't matter. I got a whole lot of time. Well, we do not have a whole lot of time. We, <coughs> excuse me, we do not have a whole lot of time. Our time is short. Whether we believe it or not, our time is short. It's short, okay? Now, verse number 14 in, in Jeremiah chapter number 9 says this. But, this is what happens now when we do not obey God and his word. He says, but have walked after the imagination of their, whose heart? Our own heart, not somebody else's heart, but have walked after the imagination of their own heart and after Balaam, which their fathers taught them. Now, when you look at that word taught them, that's an indication that this is a doctrine or this is the word of God. We, We have to be taught. So it's not something that's just made up because right now in this end time, Satan is going to try to get as many people as he can to listen to what he has to say and to follow him, to follow him. It's it's ludicrous to to follow something. I go back to it when he talks about all these statues that we got everywhere and people are bowing down to something that can't hear them. They're bowing down to something that can't speak. I mean... It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And not only that, the Bible talks about how they would take their idols and put it on a wagon. And once they put it on the wagon, then they would carry their idol up on the wagon. Now, just think about that. Why in the world would we serve something that we <laughs> would have to lead around ourselves? I mean, that's crazy. But there are so many people in this world that has been deceived and believe that way and do those things. I mean, uh, there is so much that has been left out of the King James Version. And once you begin to expand your knowledge and go outside of that and begin to read those other books that, that, that the Roman Catholic Church took out, you will be amazed what you will find. You will literally be amazed. So God is saying to us, we need to sound the trumpet. We need to sound the alarm. Last week, God revealed to us that, you know, as far as the watchman, 
if the watchman see the sword coming and he doesn't warn the people, then the blood is required on the watchman's hand. However, if the watchman, the person that's, you know, and we all are watchmen, if we as watchmen see the sword coming and it's going to take somebody's life or it's going to take them away from being able to spend eternity with God, then what happens, the blood is on their hand. The Bible says this, that this gospel shall be preached into all the world before the end comes. Everybody's going to hear the word of God. They're going to hear the gospel. Everybody. There will not be any excuses whatsoever. When we get there, we can't say, now, God, you know, they didn't tell me that. Well, that's not going to happen. Because the Bible says everybody is going to hear the gospel. We're going to hear it. It says this gospel. So we have to understand there are no excuses that we can have when we stand before God. Because when we stand for, before God, we have to give an account for our own selves. Can't give an account for nobody else. We cannot say, well, you know, the preacher didn't tell me this and nobody told me. This. No, the Bible explicitly says for us, every individual, to study to show ourselves approved. Rightly dividing the word of God. So what we need to know is really lies in our own lap. Can't put it on somebody else. And, 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 and I'm tell you how beautiful things are. The, in, in my day, you know, and, and praise God, we still have them. They got the Bible, all right, and, and you got pages, and here it is. This is God's mind on paper. This is what the Word of God is. It's God's mind on paper. Now, they have this, but, you know, some people say, well, I can't read. But, you know, the intelligence of man that God has given man, now they have those things what we carry around all the time called cell phones. So you can talk into it, and it will tell you what the Scripture says. So there is no excuse. Can I get an amen lights? There is no excuse. You, you, even down to computers. I mean, anything you want to know, and then, too, you've got to be careful because you may have an artificial intelligence talking to you or answering your question. I'm talking about AI now. You may have that answering you. If, if, if you haven't noticed, you'll be surprised when you ask a question and what it will give you because some things are not correct, all right? So there, there is no excuse. We're living in the end time, all right? The gospel, the word of God, will become bitter to people. In other words, they're not going to want to hear it. I've, I've ran into those type of people. I'm quite sure you all have too. But nevertheless, we still have to sound the trumpet. We have to, we have to alarm people because the end time is so close. All right? Now, let's go back to Revelations chapter number 8. Let's go back to Revelations chapter number 8. We're talking about the sounding of the trumpet, and this is the part 2. So we have to be very careful because they go back and listen to part 1, and you will have the, the sounding of the first two angels, all right, when they blow their trumpet, what takes place. Because this is basically God's judgment, all right? And now, uh, when it comes down to verse number 12 in the book of Revelations, uh, we're looking at uh, chapter number 8, verse number 12. Now, 
Verse number 12 says, And the fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten, and the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars. So as the third part of them was darkened, look at this, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. Well, we may say, well, you know, that's going to be an eclipse. Well, I don't think so. Let me show you the power of God and what God does, all right? Now, let's go to the book of Amos. Let's go to the book of Amos. Go into the book of Amos. Go into the book of Amos. The book of Amos. Chapter number 8 and verse number 9. The book of Amos. Chapter number 9. No, the book of Amos, verse number 9. It says, look at this. And it shall come to pass. That means it's going to happen. In that day, saith the Lord God, that I will cause the sun to go down. What did it say? At when? Noon. This is what God is saying. That I will cause the sun to go down at noon, and I will darken the earth in the what? Clear day. Don't take it down. Amos gets this word from God, and he's saying, this is actually going to happen. And then he said, this is what the Lord is saying. God will cause the sun to go down, it said, at noon. To us, noon is 12 o'clock. All right? Now, he said he's going to cause it to go down at noon. And then he says, I'm going to darken the earth in the clear day. Let me tell you something. That's got a dual meaning. I just got it. People's understanding is going to be darkened. (laughs) Their understanding is going to be darkened. Right now, people's understanding is darkened because they don't believe what God says. But God says now, because we're talking about the end time, we're talking about Revelation chapter 8 and that verse number 12. God said this is going to happen in the end time. God says this, there will be supernatural things where we're going to be able to witness the power of God when it actually takes place. It's going to happen. Somebody said, well, I don't believe that. Well, it don't matter whether you believe it or not. It's going to happen because God says so. When I was in Haiti, no, I think it was in India, in India, some of us may have never seen blind eyes open. I'm not talking about spiritually blind eyes. I'm talking about blind eyes, physical blind eyes. I mean supernaturally people receive their sight. I witnessed that. That's why nobody can tell me about the power of God don't exist. I witness people's eyes that was blind. They literally received their sight. They had witnesses there. That was the principal of the school or the deaf and blind school that was there. And this young lady was, had been blind from birth. 
and she supernaturally received her sight. So you can't tell me, well, that don't, that don't happen. Yes, it does. I was present and accounted for. And not only did I see that, but I saw people that were lame. I saw limbs being extended. And when I got back home, and I'm trying to tell us crazy folk about the power of God and what I saw, they poured water on my parade because they didn't believe. It didn't matter. See, what's, what's wrong with us is we're so used to going to get us an aspirin or going to get us some glasses to help us see or going to have a surgery to remove this and that. But what about the power of God? People that could not hear, they were able to get their hearing. They began to speak. So you can't tell me it doesn't happen because I witnessed it. We're going to see some supernatural things in this end time. But you got to be ready for it. You got to be open to it. The atmosphere has to be right for it. Because if you don't believe, it won't happen. In this place here that we call House of Destiny, we had a lady to come when we used to have services on, on, on Saturday. Her friend that was not saved, had got a diagnosis that she had terminal cancer, stage four. God allowed some saints to come together and pray. And when we pray, come Monday, when she goes back to the doctor, there's no cancer. No cancer. No cancer. God has supernaturally healed her. God still heals today. And we're going to see things even greater. Do y'all not want to see limbs grow out? I mean, somebody, you know, serve this, and all of a sudden, bam, God brings it forth. We're talking about the supernatural power of God. And the problem that we have is that we have put God on man's level. Oh, he's still supreme. He's still the almighty. He is still the great physician. And there's nothing that he can't do. Absolutely nothing. Supernatural things when it comes down to the end time. Supernatural things. The sun going down at noon. You know, when, 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 when Christ was crucified, the Bible says from the, from the sixth to the ninth hour, that was darkness that came over the earth. Even to the point it talked about dead folk getting up out of the grave. See, we have to learn to believe. We have to learn to believe. Let me show you something else. Exodus chapter number 10. Exodus. Chapter number 10. Can we go there? Y'all all right? Or y'all think this woman up here crazy? 
still going to believe and still going to say it and still going to teach it. Been there, done it, no. Then seen it, then witnessed it. Exodus chapter number 10. I'm sure you said, this, this has to do with the plagues when it came down to Egypt, okay? Now, verse number 21 in Exodus chapter 21 says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand toward heaven, that there may be what? Darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may be felt. And I ask, ask God now, how can you feel darkness? Says the darkness which may be felt. And then verse 22 says, And Moses stretched forth his hand toward heaven. And then it says, And there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt. How many days? Three days. Three days. This is when. Pharaoh refused to let God's people go. So God released these plagues, and one of these plagues is where he brought darkness for three. Can you imagine? It being night for three days. Now, in Amos, it was, it was talking about, you know, talking about the noon. Noon time. You know, it's going to be like darkness. Here you're talking about three solid days. Three days. We complain if it, you know, we complain whether it's daylight or whether it's night time. But then there were supernatural things taking place. That is what's going to happen in the end time. Now watch this. Look at verse number. Look at verse twenty-three. Now, verse verse number twenty-three says this. They saw. They saw, I mean the people that were present, they saw not one another. That had to be some shown of darkness. Neither rose any from his place for three days. Y'all thought COVID was bad. Imagine what's going to happen in the end time. But then, but look, but look at this. It says, but all the children of Israel had light in their dwelling. So if you are a child of God, you ain't got to worry about them three days of darkness or how many days of darkness that's going to come about in the end time. Because the Word of God says what he did then, he took care of those that was his. God says he will take care of those that are his. Look, 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 just look at that. It says they did not rise from their place for three days. How many of y'all broke the rule when COVID was here? Supposedly COVID, you know. How many of y'all broke the rule? Come on, y'all can be real. How many of y'all broke the rule? Supposed to stay in, can't go away, all that mess. Don't, don't. That's what it is. But how many of us, how many of us broke the rule? 
And what happens if things circumvent again and they do like they do in those places overseas when they tell you you got to be locked in your house and you can't come out? Now, you know, we, we people, we would break the rule, right? Even if we had to go out the window, we'd break the rule. Because that's us. But the fact remains, are we going to be able to handle it when it comes down to the end time? Some of us are crying now, moaning and groaning. But it's going to get worse. Somebody said, well, I don't believe that. Well, keep on living. Keep on living. Keep on living. Let me tell you all something. When I tell you about these doctrine folks teaching, I heard a man, very, I mean, very supposedly profound teacher. And he was talking about Ezekiel chapter number 38 and Ezekiel chapter number 39. And he was talking about that the church was going to be gone by the time that takes place. Well, when you look at Ezekiel, y'all go home and study it. When you look at Ezekiel chapter number 38 and chapter number 39, it talks about war. It talks about so many people that were going to be dead, it was going to take seven months to bury them. And he said, the church is going to be gone. No, church. No, 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 no. There are some things we're going to have to go through. We think we're going to escape. No. The Bible says, when it talks about those that's in those white robes, it says, and, 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 and they, were, they were crying out to God. They were crying out. They were saying, how long? And then what was said to them was, uh, these are they, because they want to know who is these people clothed in this, these white robes, and he said, these are they that came out of the great tribulation. That's what the book say. So don't think we're going to escape. Because that's not what the word of God says. And this man was in there and he was teaching that. And automatic, my spirit said, nah, that ain't right. That's why you got to know what the book say. Because they will tell you anything. We need to prepare ourselves. We need to prepare ourselves. And you know what? I just heard the Spirit say this. To prepare ourselves is more than preparing for food and those essential things that we need. He said we need to prepare to be disciplined. Disciplined. Got to be disciplined. If we're not disciplined, we'll go do anything. So that is also a preparation because there will come a time when, when they're going to tell us, no, you can't do this, you can't do that. Mm-mm. Thank and praise God how House of Destiny stood. And they said we had to close the church, though we can't have church. No, yes, we did. Every Sunday. And stood on Psalms 91. And took vitamins. And God provided the vitamins to us at no cost. And not only was it to us for no cost, but there were communities, two or three different communities, we were able to give these. Y'all know vitamins are very expensive. We were able to give to them as well as other churches. I'm like, God, wait a minute. We ain't got no money like that. You know, count the number. (laughs) We don't have no money like that. 
But God provided the things that we need, and we stood in faith. In these end times, we, we got to best have some faith. Jesus says it like this. He says, will I find faith when I return to the earth? Will he? Will he? He says, will I find faith? We're going to have to have some faith, y'all. We're talking about end time. The end time. We think it's rough over there in Israel. You look at that chapter number 39 in the book of Ezekiel, and you're talking about burying, it's going to take seven months to bury the, the, the number of people dead. That is yet to come. That has not already happened. All I'm doing is sounding the trumpet. All I'm doing is sounding the trumpet. Now, let's look at this last verse. Revelations chapter number 8. Revelations chapter number 8. Chapter number 8. You know, I thank God because it lets us know that the fullness at that time when sounding that trumpet is only a third Now, verse number 13 in Revelation chapter number 8, it says this. Now, John the Revelator, he's speaking. He says, and I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice. He says, woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet yet to sound. This angel is here saying, woe, woe, woe. That means grief. In the Greek, that word woe there means grief. That means grief, grief, grief. Because there was something else to come. The next three trumpets, it is saying that the angels, what they were were going to sound, it's going to bring a whole lot of grief. And it says, which are yet to sound. And if we think that's rough, can we imagine what the next three angels, when they sound the trumpet, what it's going to be like? He already gave us an indication it's going to be a lot of grief. It's a lot of grief going on now. But it's going to be a whole lot more grief than what we're witnessing now. We're sounding the trumpet. We're sounding the alarm. It's everybody's responsibility that names the name of Jesus Christ to sound the alarm. We think we 